it's inconsistent whether it's like oh it's good or bad because story elements versus it's good or bad because I didn't like it. That, that's, yeah. no, I'm just separating these two 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 categories of my enjoyment versus how good or bad. I think right, it, right. I think Watchmen I, is I'm legitimately for, a masterpiece. No, I'm fine for you to have those two categories. Mm-hmm. I often make that distinction. My problem is that you don't establish which one you're arguing <laughs> yeah, from yeah. when that's you fair. come and argue with that's me. Fair. That is and fair. And so you're like, fuck you, it's great, I hate you. And it, it turns out that we agree it's a piece of shit. You're just like, yeah, but, you know, the story's well thought out. It's just the execution's dog shit. Yeah, yeah like, that's fair. I, well, I, why didn't you say so? I think that Watchmen is an excellently crafted uh, story that, that tells a like. very good story that I personally loathe and think the message is absolute horseshit. So there you go. <laughs> but it's well, extremely well told horseshit. I'm yes. curious what you think the opposite is. Something that you absolutely adore for the message it's trying to tell, but you loathe the storytelling of it. Oh. Back to the Future Part Two. <laughs> Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and uh, I my kids are a problem. I guess <laughs> I'm Rick Fox. I'm an author here in Nashville, and I really like hoverboards. God damn you! <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to. Okay, I can do another one. No, I'm no, Rick no, Fox. I'm an aspiring it, author here in, the, in Nashville, and the shark still looks fake. <laughs> I'm Andreas. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I really want one of those vests that just dry you off instantly. Oh, that would be so cool. I know, right? Yeah, or shoes that just instantly fit you. Oh, gosh. I, I also I mean, I would love those. the invention of towels. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally have those shoes, though. They're amazing. Why, oh, you have a... Uh, nice. The, like... The, the, the oh. little just oh, no. I was oh, thinking oh. of I thought you meant, like, literally the, the, the shoes. They, have no, made they, those. they did make those, yeah. 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 They're expensive as shit. I want oh, yeah. Who are you? I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville. (laughs) And where I'm going, I don't need wheels. It's roads. You're opinionated. And that was from the last movie. And tonight, I think they say it in this one too. Oh my gosh. And tonight we're watching Back to the Future Part 2, just for shits and giggles. Uh, Back to the Future Part 2 came out in 1989. It currently has a 66 on Rotten Tomatoes. No! It was written and directed by Robert Zemeckis. Robert Robert Zemeckis. And it stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Thomas F. Wilson, Elizabeth Shue, James Tolkien, uh, who's not related to J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Are they spelled I'm, different? Are you stalling? I'm stalling for you. Pull it up. <laughs> I quick. appreciate that. Billy Zane. After visiting 2015, Marty McFly must repeat his visit to 1955 to re- prevent disastrous changes to 1985 without interfering with his first trip. Dun dun dun. I've never seen this movie. I know nothing about it. I haven't even seen the trailer for it. I've seen my the most interaction I've had with this movie is I've seen the like the movie poster, mm-hmm. huh, okay. and and even that is just like I'm Doc sure and Marty scenes from it. Doc just... and Marty looking at their watch, the cars in the back. The, I haven't even seen a scene. I've seen like the still of what Biff looks like in this one, <laughs> which is which is probably why I've avoided it mm-hmm. because I've seen just a few stills of like this is what it looks like in the future, and I was like, <laughs> wow, that looks. Bad. <laughs> I, I don't want to watch that. I think it actually does pretty good when it gets to the future. Honestly, like the yeah, I, yeah. my memory is that it it still looks good. This is I will not be defending this or the third movie the way that I would have the the first. Like if you mm-hmm. guys had had like like just run down on that one, I would have murdered both of you, like all of you, and <laughs> stuffed you in the closet. But yeah. with this movie, like there's genuine, it's genuinely not in my mind as perfect as the first one. Oh, yeah. I agree. The, as per- it's a much softer five. <laughs> no, no. Like generally, this movie I think does have. Actual like some pretty significant faults to it, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at the same time though, I think it was a really interesting experiment because this movie came out, and then like three months later, three came out. Really, like they were filmed at the same time. I and it was, was like one and two that were like that. Mm-mm. Nope, two okay. and three. Two and three. Because um, they weren't originally planning to make a, a, sequel, a sequel to this. Yeah. yeah, but so like these two movies, like this can't like hits theaters, ends with 
to be continued, to spoil a little bit for you, Josh. And then three months later, bam, Back to the Future 3 is in theaters, which I think was a really interesting and cool idea to have like these two things, these two experiences come out that successfully. It's kind of a prototype for Lord of the Rings where they filmed them all at the same time, but they released them a year apart. This one, they they did two movies literally at the same time, and they barely released them apart at all. Exactly. I would not be surprised if Back to the Future Part 2 is still in theaters when Part (laughs) 3 came out. Yeah, I think it probably was, just to, to like hype up for it. Yeah. I wish they'd done like, oh, it's time travel. Part three came out first. That would be amazing. (laughs) I would actually love that. But it's not just like George Lucas doesn't know how to name his movies. It's actually (laughs) like we pick up from the to be continued that you won't understand until three months later. I really should start (laughs) a series of books that's about time travel that starts like in the middle. That'd be Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. No (laughs) introduction Uh, to the characters. None at all. (laughs) No. The first book does not sell well until like (laughs) several years later. (laughs) Right, right. I do have to say, I pretty much agree with you on this one, Greg. It's not as good in my mind as the first one. I haven't seen any of them since I was like maybe 12. Mm -hmm. But this is my personal favorite because I love the kind of retro futurism that they got going on. Me too. Uh, It probably does not hold up very well past 2015, but like it's just got a special place in my heart. Right. And 66 uh, on. What is it? Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. It's just, it's a travesty. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that does seem that's very the low. same thing that they gave uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, man. No, this is much better than Wonder Woman. Like, What'd they give it on there? I, I don't remember, but I'm assuming you're right that it was something like that. I mean, I'm looking it up. Okay. <laughs> keep talking. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 had a 65 instead of a 66. Oh, so it is better than Wonder Woman. <laughs> this is not one point better than Wonder Woman. This is like a an 85. Yeah. Because. 1985 but anyway no uh (laughs) like i i think we should just go ahead and go up there and watch it because like it it just needs to be experienced i think i'm fine brian like you've seen this movie before yeah but i only remember key parts of it Hmm. like fun key parts of it yeah okay i I don't remember general positivity yeah all right well you know i I, i'm looking forward to seeing it if just because it's a movie i haven't seen yet uh that I know a lot of, like I mean, I've, like I've seen Back to the Future yeah. multiple times. It so. is a cultural icon yeah. in a yeah. lot so of ways. It'll be interesting to see this one. Uh, if you want to see something else that's soon to be a cultural icon in a lot of ways, <laughs> uh, Rick's released his book on Amazon in uh, paperback and e-reader forms. Mm-hmm. It's called Fate's Pawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick, how much time travel is in your book? None that you can tell. Oh, uh, you won't find out till the next one. That's right. Uh, or seven or eight, you know, somewhere in there. What's it about? It's about uh, a kid that gets in a fight with a giant wolf and other monsters, and he has magic powers that just should not be given to a kid. That's a very bad idea. I don't know why I did that. It sounds fun. <laughs> uh, if you want to check out Rick's book, Fate's Pawn, find that on Amazon. Uh, additionally, if you enjoy the podcast and want to help support us, uh, we do have a Patreon. That's patreon.com slash opinionated. We've got all sorts of bonus content there. Uh, first impressions from back when movie theaters were a thing. Uh, we've got some listener requests as well as some tabletop role-playing games that we've recorded and put out episodes of. Uh, if you want to help support us, definitely go there, patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we'll be back in just a minute after we're finished watching Back to the Future Part 2. Do you remember the future? You've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Are we back? We're back. What do you mean we're in the future? October 21st, 2015. Marty, we're going to be able to see our wedding. Wow. The future. I got to check this out, Doc. Look what happens to your son. (laughs) He's a complete wimp. Don't talk to anyone. You've been looking, Bob. Hey, look. Don't touch anything. I need to borrow your hoverboard. And try not to look at anything. I didn't invent the time machine to win at gambling. I can't lose. I invented the time machine to travel through time. Hey, Doc, I'm all for that. What's wrong with making a few bucks on the side? Now, the time continuum has been disrupted, creating an alternate 1985. There have been a few changes. 
It's like we're in hell or something. No, it's Hill Valley, although I can't imagine hell being much worse. But they'll all be back. Eat lips, slackers! Biff? Hello? Hey. Hello, anybody home? Why well, they can't be you? You're so big. Michael J. Fox. Christopher Lloyd. I was wrong and he was right. For some reason, she sounds like she's piggy <laughs> there. <laughs> you can totally leave your hat again, aren't you? Hmm? I bet you totally leave your hat. No, I bet I don't. <laughs> no, I'm cold. It's because it's cold down here. All I'm wearing no. is a jacket. Because um. I was wearing a new shirt and it was really itchy. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? Fuck this. <laughs> I was wondering why you had that zipped all the way. Up. I was wondering why Brian, why you, you're free balling your chest. Yeah, he's free titting it. Do you, do you want a shirt? I can get you a shirt. I mean, it's already over, and I'm comfortable. Okay. Brian over there looking like Grandma Lorraine in the future. I, I, I wore my new Rocco's Modern Life shirt a, like either yeah. yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, and it was really comfortable. I was like, I'll just wear one of my other shirts, and it was a yoga shirt, and it was just. I guess it needs to go through the wash because it's itchy as shit. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Fair Wait, do you, do you normally not wash new clothes before you wear them? Normally I do, but when I put on the Rocco's Modern Life shirt, it felt real nice and soft. So I was like, maybe all of them are the same brand and hmm. feel really good. I always wear, or I always wash clothes uh, once I've bought them before I wear them. You yep. never unless, know these balls. Unless they're them. like in a package. Like if yeah, it's yeah. clothes that can be tried on, yeah. Yeah. I do that. Otherwise, like if it's a new yeah, set I don't of care socks, socks. Yeah, I'm not going to exactly. wash my socks, socks first. Right? New socks are the best thing. I am wearing I brand new socks right now. And I'm jealous. Did you get I socks for Christmas too? Socks. I got two kinds of socks. I actually got the exact same kind of socks that Brian got, the nice. dragon ones. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. What are dragon socks? Show them. Oh, it's regular socks, but they've got a picture of a dragon on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nice. Like, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, there's like oh, yeah. snakeskin boots. Yeah. You're like, I got some dragon socks. I want if they're made from dragon skills. Silky Look. smooth on my feet. <laughs> Have I you seen the bad tell. dragon dildos? <laughs> yeah. Like that, but you put your feet in them. I was literally about <laughs> to say that I would buy anything with the word dragon in the name. I have changed my mind now. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna go dildo, I think you should go all the way. <laughs> have you seen the ones that is like alien ones that you can like inject an egg? Yeah, there's yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, ovipositors, I think. Yeah, yeah. like that. But Let's bring talk about bringing it back to the socks, though. <laughs> Imagine if on your foot there was a vagina. For no. <laughs> and then you could implant an egg in it. In your oh heel God, you make it worse. <laughs> what, what podcast did that conversation start on? No telling. Uh, it was no. something about fish because it was we were looking up shark. It was uh, the the lighthouse. Shark yeah, vagina. it yeah, was. Yeah, like, that oh makes God, sense. Yeah. We were looking at what a shark vagina looked like, and mm-hmm. that's what that came from. Did yeah, we yeah. ever Gosh. see that? Yeah, yeah. It, okay. it, it looks like some fins. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's slightly vagina-esque. <laughs> I mean, like they normally are. Well, yeah, but slighter and more fin. The only, the weirdest or vagina <laughs> I can think of is hyena vagina. That's that is weird. Hyena vagina is a dick. With a vagina inside it. Yes. Hyenas are fucked up monsters. Dick giant. Look at my dick gina. So let's talk about Back to the Future 2, because I'm cutting all that shit. (laughs) No, that's staying. Nope. That's staying, baby. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, It's it's definitely not as good as the first one. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. It had had similar charm, but I think it struggled a lot with with just jumping all over the place. Because... You start with like, oh, okay, we're going to 2015 because your kids are assholes, and we get like ten seconds of his kids being assholes. <laughs> and no, <laughs> just like, Marty. Yeah, yeah. The others his daughter didn't fine. get to be in the movie. Well, until his, she, da- his daughter's because... there, but she's just like, "Mom, are you home? Oh yeah, I'm gonna spend time on my visor phone." And that's <laughs> but, all she does. But that's because yeah. she didn't have to break out her brother because his brother, her brother, didn't like you know crash into the thing and do terrible things. Mm. True, but still. But like, I don't know. We get like ten seconds of that, and then the rest of it of their time in 2015 is uh, Doc and current Marty like getting up to hijinks. Right? Yeah. Well, it's but mostly then, watching old Marty just get shit on by life. Right. Yeah. But then they just go, like his dad. But yeah. then they go back to current day and realize how you know messed up everything is because. Biff got a hold of right evil nineteen eighty five evil old Biff got Hell a hold Valley of Hill Valley instead of Hill Valley yeah and then they jump back to nineteen fifty five again just like the first movie but it just feels like they're they're all over the place it's not yeah. nearly as tight because yeah. in the first movie it's like okay we're current time 
now we're now we're in the past and we got to solve the problem that's here and now I've jumped back and hooray we fixed things yeah. yay like well, that's in, it in the first bing, one bang, maybe they didn't think there was enough like time travel and future to past stuff going on so they're like let's really make this about the DeLorean and the, their hygiene I mean honestly I'm I'm glad that it does all of this jumping around personally because I think the the boilerplate easy way to do this would be just to be like alright this time we're gonna go into the future into 2015 and we're gonna do the exact same movie and reference everything we did in the previous one yeah. but this time it's the future instead of the past like I think that that deciding to do something very different with it like especially with the third movie they they do a good job of d- taking it off in a new direction instead of repeating themselves too much even though this movie does repeat itself quite a bit pretty much but, half the movie is repeating yeah. itself yeah but it's doing it in a fun way it, instead of like actually doing it, it. Is yeah. a unique yeah. way i guess it's just that it doesn't feel nearly as tight like, it does not no. that is that how much time it. was there between this movie and the first one uh, i think like, 4 years cuz it's 1985 years. and this was uh, 1989 they thought of some pretty fun gimmicks and scenes to do in this one compared to the first they one they definitely did i i think that there's yeah I, I think we should probably just talk about this movie in terms of eras. So I, I kind of let's let's start with the future. What do you guys mm-hmm. think of 1985 future version of 2015? It feels a lot like uh, the the world in Super Mario Brothers movie when they go underground <laughs> with all the Koopas and stuff. You mean the that's, almost not that's the enough, evil one though, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean yeah. the future though. Like, what do you think of of this version of the future? It's fine. I like <laughs> I like the vehicle design. They they seem like they put a lot of thought into what uh what the future's vehicles would look yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, but it's almost not. And maybe I'm just spoiled because of other time travel movies. But it almost <laughs> doesn't feel futury enough. Which which maybe that's okay because it's just like because it's not like oh it's it's the year four thousand and eighty five like it's just yeah. it's just two thousand fifteen. It's right? just thirty years it's, in the future. It's, right? weird. it's only thirty years, but like. It's weird. It's weird to be like, yeah, we got flying cards and hoverboards, and also like the children are still basically using scooters, and people <laughs> go to diners for their milkshakes. You remember the uh, clear plastic from like middle school and elementary school that was like neon, and the edges of it would yeah. catch light and look glowy. Yeah, I, that's what I always thought the future was would be made of. So I thought that's. <laughs> I like that, like everyone's headband and stuff had that plastic. Mm-hmm. In yeah, it. for sure. Honestly, I, this move, the this uh, version of 2015 that we see, kind of feels like a theme park to me. Yeah, it does. It does. especially yeah, because I, it, it's it's almost entirely set within the the city square, mm-hmm. and then a couple scenes like in and just outside of Marty's house. Yeah, yeah, but. Most of what you see is right there in the city square, where there's all yeah. kinds of different, like almost like attractions going on yeah. to get your eye and show you, like, "Ooh, this is a cool thing we can do." I think it's interesting how certain parts of it don't feel futury enough, mm. like the the screens in the '80s cafe, and like maybe they're just, like trying to say yeah. that they're going for an '80s feel, but it like those screens I feel like would be better than the, what they are in there. Yeah. But also, there are things that are way the hell too far ahead in the future, <laughs> like flying cars and like holograms and shit. Like, well, I mean, Doc Brown was there. He probably helped push a <laughs> yeah, lot of that along. Yeah, the, the, the other problem I have with it, though, is that it's it's like it's like they're, it's way too far out in the future. Like, they're flying cars and holograms. Mm-hmm. But also, like, the holograms are shitty and have static. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. people are still using fax machines. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. 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 It, it's those. Faxing th- was the future. <laughs> that's it's, that's the I, thing you always get with these kinds of, like, look into the future time kind of thing is that Obviously, you never know exactly how technology is going to progress, and it's always fascinating seeing what people think tomorrow is going to look like, mm-hmm. and then comparing about uh, comparing to what it actually is. It Obviously, says, it says more about the time that they are predicting yeah. in than it, it does, does about yeah. actually the it future. It does, yeah. but I think it's uh, but I think <laughs> 1989 when this movie came out is too recent for me to be like, oh, ha, ha, look at those Victorians on their penny farthings. <laughs> thinking, thinking like, oh, they've got their helium balloons so they can walk on the water. <laughs> how neat, how quaint. Like, it's too recent that I'm yeah. just like, fax machines are dumb. Why do you think fax machines would still be here? Yeah. I, I I'm, especially, I'm, I'm annoyed by your version of the future. <laughs> I especially loved uh, the television in uh, Marty's home's uh, living room. Yeah. If you notice, like, it's a huge, like, Flat panel, widescreen mm-hmm. uh, TV, and every time, it, well, they only show it once. When Marty Jr. turns it on to different channels, they're all in, like, uh, was that a uh, four-three aspect yeah, yeah, ratio yeah. and yeah. low resolution? Uh-huh. It's like you got halfway there. You were <laughs> almost there to a TV from twenty fifteen. And, then, and, then, and they all still like 
stutter and fizz and like have yeah. to do the tracking and like, yep. yeah. I still get so mad at that kid for putting on six different channels at once. Like that's yeah. just the most that's chaos. He can absorb thing. a lot of information <laughs> in the future. Maybe that's why he's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> sort of, but like I can kind of understand it because I've had I've like played a game and like six channels. Yeah, six channels is a lot. But picture with the audio going on for all with the audio going on. Yeah, that's that's the hell of a right there. Yeah. But like I can imagine. Like I've seen, I've I've been to a friend's who's like, like personally, I you know I'm not really super into sports, but I've been over to a friend's house who's like really a sports guy. Mm-hmm. And on Sunday when it's game day for like, you know, however Everyone, many different yeah. games, he'll have like a bunch of them picture in picture muted, so he can like yeah. you don't watch need to watch ninety percent of those yeah. games. Yeah, then he can sense, like look though. up and check the highlights and the replays and the scores. Yeah. And That's stuff. it makes sense though because he's really to me only watching one thing. He is watching sports yeah. instead of like. Here's a commercial for a tit job, and here's a commercial for this thing. Well, one was the weather. It's just like apps to him. Yeah. 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 He's got the the weather app open. He's got the the boob show open. He's got whatever his other four channels open. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But honestly, I like this version of the future. It just Mm. seems seems fun to me to be in that. Like, because there's still things that suck in that future. But, like, the idea of sticking a pizza in the oven for two seconds and it hydrating out to a full-on pizza yeah, a is, tiny just seems awesome dish. to me. I love that. <laughs> yeah. There's just details like that. I'm like, oh, man, I really I wish, wish I that we actually had that. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to have one of those. I like it a lot. There are pieces of it that are definitely cute, and there's pieces of the future in this movie that I enjoy. But as a whole, it, it does not feel, like, as complete. It's a bit disjointed. It, yeah. it, really, it yeah. really is. Which... You know, I, I can gripe about, but it doesn't really affect what's happening yeah. in the movie. Like, it doesn't affect uh, Marty running into young, dumb Marty Jr. and, right. and Griff. And <laughs> can I can I say, the way that Griff does his future voice, <laughs> I love his future yeah. voice so much. Because he walks in, he's like, hey, <laughs> Marty McFly, oh, I told you to stay right there. <laughs> he and it's like... so over the top and ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. It's kind of the same for uh, Marty Jr. Like, he is, like, such a little chicken <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's a lot closer to Marty. Yeah. Did, did you just yeah. call him a chicken shit? <laughs> <laughs> he's got this weird twitchy thing that he's going on that fits yeah. with the idea that he's got implants that are misfiring. Yeah. He just looks hilarious. sweaty. He does. He does. He's, and I love that scene where, like, he's towering over Marty and, like, seems to actually literally Griffiths. grow. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so good. I, I love all of that. And, like, for a scene that really, in a lot of ways, just just directly references the previous movie, mm-hmm. adding hoverboards to it really changes a lot and makes it work a lot better. Yeah. Well, not better, but, like, makes it work better than a straight, like, 100% retelling Re- of exactly yeah. the same events would have. Yeah. Do skateboards just always come with weird handlebars that you can put on them <laughs> no matter yes, where you are? Yes, they do, Brian, yeah. Baby huh, skateboards, I'll be damned. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, baby skateboards, though. <laughs> Only them. When you're ready, you just rip it off and go. That's right, yeah. It's, it's the, that's how you become a man in 2015. So, for the third movie, prediction-wise, do you think he'll invent the skateboard in the West? Like, how you, <laughs> what, what do you think he's going to do for yeah, a skateboard? Wait, hold on, I got it. I, here's, here's what's going to happen in the third movie. In the third movie, he's going to have to escape, like... Mad Dog, because they reference like yeah, Mad Dog B- McBiff. Yeah, Mad. Yeah, Mad <laughs> Dog McBiff. McBiff. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to. He he's gonna he's gonna stand up to McBiff in the old timey saloon, <laughs> and then he's gonna have to get away real quick. And he's gonna go out, and there's gonna be some girl holding the handles as she's like <laughs> pedaling by on her horse, <laughs> <laughs> tiny horse. He's gonna no, he's gonna take the horse, rip off the handlebars, <laughs> and still ride it like a skateboard. <laughs> he's like full galloping down the road. Are the handlebars the head? Cause like <laughs> no, no, she's no. she's just got like it's a very reins. a very tall thin bridle that she's got <laughs> yeah. attached to the horse, and he's oh gonna ride it away like a skateboard. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I would uh, pay to see that. I, I, I can't say anything because I know what happens in the next movies. So, but like, you, you know how they reference this scene uh, again? Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, like, I honestly don't remember, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I like yeah. it. Um, but yeah, like <laughs> the fashion in this movie for the future. Uh, yeah, is I'm a fan. awesome. I yeah. really genuinely wish that we had that stupid, I would stupid wear fashion. Mario McFly's outfit. Absolutely. Marty I would McFly's wear Doc's outfit. That Marty thing McFly's is awesome with the bright yellow raincoat. Marty McFly's outfit, yes, because he's got like 
Well, you can, you know, ex- except for like the like straw, like accordion straw sleeves. I like those. <laughs> like, I don't like them when they're too long for him, but I like yeah. that texture on yeah. there. It makes he's, him look he's like he's got, going the, to space. The hat looks pretty cool. Like Marty McFly's pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> Biff and his cronies, not cool at all. <laughs> well, yeah. Biff, Biff is wearing like a kitchen warming tray on his head. <laughs> And and his friends, because you can tell that it's meant to be like, oh, it's the future, and people have like imp- robotic implants and stuff. And when you see Biff, and he's like, oh, his hand can react to catch the punch. Yeah. How neat! Like he's got weird robotic stuff. The like, only Biff not to get caught by the uh, look over there technique, right? Exactly. <laughs> but he's got some sort of like f- newfangled robotic pieces hanging off his arm, right? Yeah. But then you get back to like. His crew, and one of the dudes on his crew, it's meant to look like he's got like the cyborg electronics on his face, <laughs> yeah. but it's clearly like he stopped by the face painting booth. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. yeah. One of them. I like to think that that's all he hand- actually did. <laughs> one of them's chest enhancements was just he had a button for making chicken noises. Yeah, whenever, yeah I saw that. Whenever he was calling him a chicken, he was like. Instead of just having a phone, you know. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> let's talk about that. Let's talk about Marty McFly's one crucial flaw. Yeah. His, 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 <laughs> his Achilles ex- heel. Yeah, his Achilles heel, his exploitable weakness that apparently all of his enemies know about in the future. Honestly, like we can talk about it, but I feel like we should save the bulk of this conversation for the next movie when it rounds out his character arc. He finally overcomes it. <laughs> I don't. He, what he came to, he comes face to face with the chicken inside him. <laughs> yes, yes. That's my secret. I was always a chicken. They <laughs> never addressed away. this in the first movie, did they? They did. They, they put there's, it in just for the sequel. There's a fan theory that this is what happened when, he, like, the future changed for him. It was a slower change, but hmm. like. He, but because his dad is confident now, now he's got these like issues. He has to live up to oh, that. Oh, he doesn't can't back down from a challenge. He doesn't like overcome his dad's weakness anymore yeah. since his dad's strong. Yeah, exactly. Wait, it's it's a, it's a, that's one hundred percent a fan Biff. theory. But I like the idea. In the yeah. future, in the first movie, did he get called a chicken? No, nope. Not really, not once. Not once. So this think... is just a, a a huge character aspect for him that they just decided to insert in the second movie. Didn't yep, come yep. up. No one called him a chicken. Yeah. I guess. How often do you get called a chicken, Josh? It can't be that often. It can't be like seven times in one movie. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like if you call Lorraine a pig, she instantly gets naked. It just doesn't come up. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh! If you tell Lorraine that you're related to her, she instantly gets naked. Sploosh. That's <laughs> not. God. Ah, no. Just like my brother. <laughs> All right. So how about the alternate reality, 1985? That was that's, a trip. That's if the over first the one's top, if the first one's a, a theme flaw. park, this is like a uh, a horror maze. Yeah, or it's Mad Max. And it nineteen eighty five alternate nineteen eighty five in the future is like when like the when Family Guy has a cutaway gag that's about how shitty Detroit is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I actually really like this. I feel like because it wasn't in the future. And because it was set in a you know reasonably common time to where where they were at the time, mm. that they were able to do a lot more with this, mm. and I really appreciate it. Like, I think that on this viewing, 1985 might be my favorite part of the movie, it just because like of how Wonder horrible Woman, it is. Like with the dream or the Dreamstone wish stuff, it seems like Biff ruined the world with his <laughs> wishes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it is very similar to that. To <laughs> it's it's hard to for me to watch this and not like. Just, just really want to know, like, how horrible, like, how does one guy getting a lot of money make the world this much worse? Because yeah. it's mm-hmm. basically hell on earth. Yeah, like it could not be much worse than this. And it's, the only it, way that it, it feels is that Mad Maxi, yeah, yeah. roving biker gang, yeah. swearing allegiance to Biff. Uh-huh. I'm just assuming that he has a city state all his own, and the rest of the world right. is all right. Yeah, he just kinda... got like so much money that he bought Hill Valley and yeah. makes all the like laws. they send exactly. all of the prisoners to. Hell Valley now. <laughs> I can't like, and it's weird because when I was watching it, I didn't feel this way. Because when I was watching it, I was like, "This is over the top." Good lord. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of wish they went even further, where it was like, uh, because because you see how like, oh, you know, the the libraries ha- haven't been working, schools haven't been a thing for five years. Yeah. Marty, what are you talking about? Right? Biff burned them down. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of wish it was like even worse, like. Like as he's driving up to Biff's pleasure palace, you see like 
the eviction notice on the local orphanage. (laughs) (laughs) You have local puppy kicking day is happening tomorrow. You have Biff ride in on a giant limo, but instead of wheels, they're just slaves like carrying the entire orphan children. Yeah, Yeah. it did show that he got into toxic waste production. Yeah, Yeah. production, not even byproduct. No, just like I produce toxic waste. I hear there's good money in this. It was disposal, (laughs) not production. No, he he was genuinely hilarious. If it was if it was production, that would be great. But I do love that little like that little montage of like the history of Biff, like as though he had created this wonderful utopian he world. Yeah, that's the craziest part to me is Biff Dan and dating Marilyn Monroe. Money can do a lot. And then going back, and out of what I can only see as just being incredibly petty about having said that he one day he would marry her and forcing Lorraine to marry him. Because when you watch their like video of them getting married, she yeah. looks like horrified and like drugged out of her mind. Like that's the only way yeah. that she yeah. could get through it. That's uh, it's just that that whole Biff thing. Biff runs is... on spite. He's not going to give that up. <laughs> I really, no, but he he, talk... he let her be with George long enough to have three kids. Yeah, yeah, for whatever reason. But you know what? The real like s- the the essence of spite itself is old Biff in this movie. Yeah, old mm-hmm. Biff is amazing in this movie. I love that he's the only Biff that is actually like kind of smart. Like it he's seems been like the learning old... illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he calls himself out his young self on like don't say uh, make like a tree and get out of here. You sound like a freaking idiot. Like yeah. That's, yeah. I love that. <laughs> he's also still an enormous dick. Yeah. 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 Huge in, asshole. In a strange way, he's selfishly altruistic. <laughs> he knew he can't use the almanac for himself and he's never going to benefit from him. But he can still go back in time and make an alternate version of himself mm-hmm. super fucking rich. There, yeah. There's actually although t- that does open up a plot hole, but never mind. Uh, is it th- where like where he went or what? What's the plot hole? How did old Biff return to uh, future uh, 2015 if he uh, there was already so the change at Hill Valley? So it's not instant. It, we, like they've established that before. And there's actually there is a, like it takes a while for the changes to happen. It's a ripple effect. That's why like it the the doc um, even says it's a ripple effect. Yeah, yeah. But the there's actually a deleted scene of him coming back, struggling away from the car, and then dying. Like, yeah, you see him. You disappear. saw him like. Well, you saw him, like, br- I assumed he just got beat up by young Biff when you came back. <laughs> <laughs> Gramps, I'm going to beat the shit out of you for no reason. No, got beat up by his young Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't know who you are, old man, but I'm going to beat you yeah. up and take I your also, book. I also like how, because we see, we see new rich Biff mm-hmm. in 1985 gloating to Marty about what happened before we actually see them go back in time yeah. to see what happened, right? Yeah. yeah. And I like how summarized current 1985's Biff recollection of the events are. Right. Yeah. like, oh, and then old Biff came and gave me the almanac and was like, this will predict everything. And so I've been keeping it safe and doing that. <laughs> and then we go back and see, and it would it, it plays out perfectly exactly how hard it would be c- to convince that big of an ass hat <laughs> yeah. that he has this golden goose in uh-huh. his hands. Yeah, yeah. Because no. because it takes so much effort from from old Gramps Biff to convince young Biff that this is a real thing. <laughs> Why it's... weren't uh, Margie and Doc feeling ripples throughout the movie? So I think it's because they were jumping back in time. Like I think that okay. being in the time machine itself was protecting is protecting some. you somehow. But because if you think about it, the the whole thing shouldn't have worked at all. Because when Biff changed the past, he got Emmett Brown convicted or yeah. committed, and that means that he wouldn't have been able to build the time machine at all to cause this entire chain of events to happen. I in just the first assume place. the ripples hadn't reached them yet, but I well, at least wanted to see like. Because, I mean, as soon as he gets out of the time machine, he's like, oh, I'm starting to well, feel no, bad. And, and, and they kind of explain it, sort of, because because there's two ways that the time could work in this, which is there's one continuous time, like, timeline that's being affected back and forth, mm-hmm. and the other one, which Doc talks about, which is each time someone goes back and changes something, it starts an alternate reality Unless like stuff gets put back exactly how it was, right. in which case it reverts. Yeah. So, but then why would old man Biff fade away, but the others not? It's inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's 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 these are one of the things that you just have to yeah. kind of accept with the time also, travel. Also, also, like based on that, we can assume that in the first movie, when Marty comes back and his life is better, that in itself is an alternate reality. 
Yeah, yeah. timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. What if he f- was getting fucked up because he spent too much time with his past self, like Doc kept warning everyone about? That would be a, I think that would be a better way to handle it, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I think that there should be some kind of like, well, because it's a time machine, it is it kind of Im- immune to the effects of this yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing. And if you use it, you kind of have a, uh, a a little bit of protection from it. But he's just so far in the future that the effects from the past are affecting him sooner. Like yeah. You could come up with stuff to, to bullshit around it and make up for it. But yeah. at the end of the day... The movie, I think, when you're like these are the kind of questions you ask later when you're not thinking when you're thinking about it. Yeah. But in the moment, I think this movie does a good job of always keeping you moving forward, so you don't ask those questions too much. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't even think of the whole why did Biff return to the same timeline until we were just talking about it now. Yeah. Like for the most part, like the explanations the movie gives serve the purpose of moving the plot forward. But if you look too closely at it, there are holes, not yeah. huge ones, but you know. It's not a perfect time travel movie, and I'm pretty much convinced those don't really exist. Yeah. Um, but like this, the logic in it is consistent enough that you can watch it and not really have a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. So how about that uh, second take on 1955? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really like it. Like, mm. I I would feel like it would be boring to go back to 1985. And if they tried to do a lot of the plot again, mm. it would be. But yeah. instead, I like that you're getting this second look at a lot of the events that happened in 1985. 55, you mean? Yeah, 1985. I wonder how many of those shots they had to redo. Oh, most of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Okay, pretty so much all. And just yeah. reuse the, there's, no. there's like the footage a, from before. There's like one where Marty is watching George through his binoculars that is like from the original movie and like stuff like that. But there's yeah. a ton of these that they had to re- okay. redo completely. The, the yeah. shots at the end where you see the DeLorean like with the hook coming to catch the electricity. Yeah. That like, kind of that's stuff, yeah. from the from the original. Yeah. But yeah. But a lot of the interaction oh, well, yeah. are different. I like I like the very clear like, oh, I'm gonna stand on this side of there's the, a very the clear pole. divider yeah, yeah yeah i mean i think now but, it, but it's we... still like we know that how that works now but at the time that would be quite effective yeah and oh, yeah. also it's yeah. still it still works pretty well yeah, yeah. I still it's think still it's, used yeah i still think yeah. it's a great effect it's a, like it, it it's very useful there's only one but... time that it doesn't really work and that's when doc is handing himself a wrench <laughs> that was I, a little awkward because because you see doc reach out his arm like this like like almost perpendicular, and then the, from the other side of the pole, it kind of comes up at an angle. It's like, <laughs> yeah. here's your wrench. <laughs> I I still think that that effect works really well. Like even even in that one, I if I did not know to look for that, it, I would never have questioned it at all. Honestly, that's, I've oh, go ahead. That's the only reason it bugs me is because I do know to look for it, and it once you know to look for it, it's really obvious. Yeah, yeah. it's just a little trick with the editing. Yeah, but. The thing that gets me is that they used it constantly when they didn't need to. It, well, it's, it was it's part just of that thing off. to wear. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. It's, and that kind of irritates me. I, I disagree. I think it's actually fun. Like I Even when I can tell, like, okay, that's the Marty that's being green screened or blue screened. I don't know which it would be at this point. <laughs> but, you know, inserted into this this image. Sure. I still really like it and still have a lot of fun with just what oh, they're yeah. doing. And no, movie, I, movies are always doing that. Movies are always yeah. like, oh, look at this new way of doing a, a, a CG or an effect that we came up with. Right, We're right. going to show it off. This is the 3D off. version of the movie. Here's the scene that's clearly supposed to be 3D. Exactly. Yeah. And that that's exactly what it reminds me of, is yeah. those scenes in movies that, like, the entire movie is done in 2D, and then they do, like, one scene in 3D just for the wow effect. Super into, unnecessary. Yeah, and just yeah. to put that uh, on the advertising. And, again, like, they do it really well in this movie. Like, there's no times where I was like, oh, that was t- terribly mm-hmm. done. It's just they do it at times where it's not at all necessary, and it's that's what irritates me. I think for me, the 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 negative from coming back to 1955 is it, it falls back into what I was saying about how the movie feels like it kind of jumps all over the place, mm-hmm. and specifically with it turning into like a, a pseudo like private eye moment yeah with marty it just feels very disconnected from like the tone of the re- not, not not really the tone i take that back but i guess just like it feels what like these characters are completely out yeah, of control exactly it feels like a very weird tangent that we've gone off yeah. on yeah it's it's almost like there's three chapters of this movie there's the sci-fi dystopian and then spy uh thriller yeah yeah and it's if they actually connected the three of those in a way other than just like traveling through time but actually right. thematically connected them a little bit more i would like it but right now it, it really does feel like three distinct movies that just kind of got put together this movie mm-hmm. feels 
like a middle chapter in it a lot really of the worst does. ways. Yeah. Because well, it was intentionally made that way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that that is part of the problem of it, is that this movie, it tells a complete story in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it very much leaves you leaves you hanging. It feels yeah. like a serial type of, of story instead yeah. of the very tight, well-thought-out, completely interconnected movie that we had last time. What this, remind, uh, what this makes me think of is that we don't have a Back to the Future trilogy. We have a Back to the Future, part one, and then we have a Back to the Future Anthology. sequel, which is two parts. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's accurate and to I think, some degree. I think that's even backed up visually because we have... We even have very distinct costuming for each of the three mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like times that we're in this movie. Yeah. And because of that, it makes it feel each one's very distinct mm-hmm. in its own chapter. Yeah. And yeah. Kind of like you're, it's, it feels very serial, right? It right. feels like, oh, and this is the episode where they go ahead to 2015. And this is the episode where they come back to, to new uh, alternate reality, like 1850 or 1985, right? And so it, it feels... It doesn't feel as interconnected as it needs to. You could buff these sections up a little bit and make into a three-part miniseries pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that to me, that's honestly the strength of this movie. Like mm. it, it does not. The I think the biggest failing of of Back to the Future Two is that it has to come after Back to the Future One. Well, if this movie that's came out, to that. it is though, <laughs> like because that movie is so incredibly perfect, and I will stand up to anyone who <laughs> criticizes it as anything else. But that movie is so perfectly done on so many levels that anything that tries to follow it is going to feel lesser. And this movie in a way kind of leans into that by trying mm. to do so many different things at instead of trying to be one continuous story. And I I like that as an idea and I think that having it be this middle part and an intentional middle mm. part that leads directly into the third that works for it, but it does end up giving you a lesser product than you had originally. So it's almost like they said, we're never going to live up to the first one, so fuck it, let's do something fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And yeah. and that, I think, is really a good way to take it. Because yeah. at the end of the day, this movie is really fun. That does no, yeah, like no, the kind of relationship movie. those two actors have with each other. Like, they just like working together. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> it is sort of like that. Yeah, I, I really... That is the, one of the best things about this movie. Because you don't get a lot of Marty and Doc together in the previous movie, and, yeah, but right. you get a ton of it in this one. And mm-hmm. They really do play off each other fantastically. They feel you never question the fact that like this old man and this random kid have a friendship are because, for some reason really good friends. But because <laughs> you don't question it because they just feel like really good friends. It, yeah. Just right. through the acting, like they really carry that off extremely well, and it's impressive. I think it's so, something else that feels off about the movie to me is that Michael J. Fox himself does not seem as young. In the first movie, it was really easy for me to buy that he was a teenager. Yeah. Right? Now you just have to go off the fact that he's like the same two inches short. tall. <laughs> right, exactly. But like in the first, because I think he was like 23 or something when he was acting yeah, in the so first one. so he'd be like one. 24 in this one. No. Or he, 27, I mean. He's yeah. like 28, 7, 28. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, that four-year gap did a number on him. He definitely looks much more mature than he did in the yeah. first yeah. movie. Even, even the way he delivers some of his lines, like... I got in the first one. He it seemed like he did a better job of almost delivering some of uh, some of the lines with like a teenager's awkwardness. Yeah, yeah. Or, or where he'll have like that stutter in his voice in the way that he's talking, right? Yeah. And in this one, it didn't seem like he had that at yeah. all. Yeah, I it, feel like he's got a stutter. It's just too practiced at this point. Mm, like it's yeah. not natural. I think part of the problem might also be that not only is he aged over the last four, the previous four years but he also wasn't in the character for four years and then he got pulled back in to do the sequels so there's that going to be. be a bit of a uh, difference where you know it, this is not a direct continuation like right. he had to go right. back and you know find he what do he was anything doing again. in between these movies? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure he, he was did. very, he yeah. was very popular I knew he was hot I just didn't know if it was hot enough for him to be working on another movie yeah. while working well, on I, I'm positive with back to the future else. he was doing that while doing a TV show, and like he would get carried from one set to the other, like ah, fuck that. yeah, it was it was a rough rough shoot for him to get through. Um, but I think that I agree with you, and I wonder how different this would be if they were not kind of forced into the opening of this movie by the ending of the original. Yeah, like because obviously at the in, at the beginning of that when they made that ending originally, they were not thinking of it with it okay fun. from here we'll go yeah. on to this specific sequel where they do these things it was just this would be a fun way to move to in the movie and it continues it gives you the idea that the adventure continues right 
and and that uh, they have kind of painted themselves into a corner. Yeah. It, I kind of wonder if it would have been better for them if they had uh, not s- directly set up a n- new story with the uh, end of the first movie, but right. instead said like, Marty, we gotta go. There's something. The, something else is going on, and then just you know flies off then right and or, leave themselves open to do whatever the hell they want or maybe even not come back to that particular story beat just pick up the characters later right right or like instead of you know they have doc show up at the at the um, on the same day that marty has come back you could have it be like okay marty went to sleep and then at some unspecified time later doc showed back I, up and this happened yeah as far as setting themselves up for success yeah yes as far as within the first movie oh no like i think it, it, i think it's a lot stronger for him to like it's kind of the same thing at the end of this movie because they do a lot of like new and fun takes on the old classic scenes from the last movie, right? Mm-hmm. And in this one, oh no, Doc gets zapped by lightning and he gets sent away somewhere. What happened? Did he blow up and die? Who knows? And then almost immediately, some dude from Western Union comes and he's like, "Oh, we yeah. had this letter forever." I love that Which scene. And the guy being like, "We had a bet. I lost that you. And since you're actually here, like, I really yeah. that's a fun way to yeah. set that up, right? <laughs> but I think that. That premise in the first one and this is a lot stronger that it happens immediately. Yeah, yeah. Right? Hmm. So, yeah, they did paint themselves into a corner, but I feel like that's the fault of this movie, not the first one. Right. right. I just had a ridiculous thought. What if somebody took all three movies and edited each of the scenes to occur chronologically? That would be interesting. That would be hellish, but it would be so have, amazing. You'd also have to like take certain scenes and play them over top of one another. Yeah, that so you'd have like uh, one on scene one of screen. the uh, of the dance on one side and the other scene yeah. of the dance on the other side. I'd actually be kind of into watching yeah. that. I would huh. absolutely watch that what nightmare were, of a movie. It would what have if, a what weird if instead ending, of though. multiple yeah. screens, what if it was just cut like. Like the explosion in an action scene, where like, oh, it, it, the, the car explodes and Vin Diesel goes flying, boom, <laughs> and then it shows this same explosion like eight times. From yeah, yeah. Angles, and you keep seeing Vin Diesel flying forward. It's like that, but it's like the scene, like Earth Angel, Earth Angel, and then it cuts to Earth Angel, Earth Angel. There are actually twelve Marty McFlies in that scene. Can you spot them? Going back to Biff for a second, I really like how menacing he feels when we're back in 1955. Yeah. Like, he really does feel like he... Because we know he will murder people because yeah. he murdered George McFly. But I really like the way that he just feels so imposing and, like, because Marty doesn't just, like, run up to him, punch him in the face, and take the the magazine from him. He's trying yeah. all these sneaky ways of getting around him. Right. Which is so fun to watch, like, how mm-hmm. all those things go wrong and all that, especially when Marty's led off in the wrong direction and goes into his principal's office and, like, has the wrong magazine. Yeah. But really, like, Biff is a imposing figure that it... It, despite him being so comedic throughout this entire movie, I'm impressed that he never loses that sense of like, oh no, he might beat you to death at any moment. It's because that happens in the first one too. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very adult situations and themes and circumstances that are portrayed in a very family friendly way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then that, he gets covered in shit by the end of it. Uh, <laughs> that kind of irks me though with this movie though is that. By the end of the first Back to the Future, we're supposed to believe that because George and Fly stood up and you know punched the crap out of Biff that one time, that Biff kind of turned into a pussy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But in this movie, we see the immediate aftermath uh, of that punch, and he seems uh, absolutely the same. So what happened between George punching him in the first time around and then him becoming George's... Uh, you know, car wash dude. He I'm got, guessing that it, it was it was the change in George. Like they, he continued to have that relationship where he just keep kept like yeah. smacking Biff down, and eventually he turned into George's like puppy that he <laughs> keeps around. <laughs> see, the, the only issue I have with that then is that I I could see that happening with Biff treating George some respect, but mm-hmm. he acts that way towards everyone. It would seem like this is a complete change in his personality right. in the end of the first movie. I think the whole school just starts like treating him yeah, like, like no, he, the, he's the guy. The he, no. Instead of the like Hope legendary so. badass that he seems to be at the beginning of this that everyone's afraid of, he's the guy that George McFly knocked out and yeah. got his car covered in <laughs> shit twice in two days. Well, but, but we see the answer in this movie is that instead of him like waking up in a crowd of people who've like, ha ha, you got beat up by George. He's like the weak little string bean guy. Instead, he wakes up 
sees Marty McFly and immediately gets decked. Maybe. Yeah, so then when he comes to another time, instead of everyone looking around at him like, ha ha, you got beat up. They're like, hey, that dude stole your wallet. Yeah. And so now, <laughs> now he's like, oh, I don't have to feel ashamed. Instead, I'm just pissed. I'm going to go kick that guy's ass. <laughs> yeah. Right? Maybe that is it. That could be it. Yeah. So it's a very different set of circumstances that he regains consciousness to. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for some reason, it, it just kind of, I don't want to say irks me, but it seems a little bit dissonant that when we see the scene again from a different angle, it kind of gives a different impression of the climax of the first movie. I don't know. I didn't get that. I felt like the scenes where we like where we get a different angle of the first movie, I felt like they were all really well done. I mean, yeah, like the the whole sneaking around and avoiding each other. Yeah, that that's fine. It's just like Biff's character arc particularly, just like they painted in a slightly different light and I don't quite believe it anymore. You don't understand why now yeah, he it, would become It all seems passive. more unre- un- unrealistic for that to have happened. Well, I don't yeah. think he does in this timeline. Like I think in this timeline like we don't we don't get to see things get fixed. That's true. Right, but if this just honestly made things worse. He got decked a second time, got the manure a second time. But it's so, like I said, instead of regaining consciousness in, a, in the circle of people laughing at him, he's regaining consciousness and he has sympathy from the people around him because some okay, dude just stole fair. from you. Yeah, that's fair. It makes it, I, I feel like that makes a big difference for yeah. like an egocentrist like Biff. Especially when it turns out that, you know, in your in your distance past, your great grandpappy Biff McTannon gets, you know, beat up by a little scrawny kid instead of being a legendary outlaw. So, yeah, you know, it just really well, took the steam out right. of his, his and, entire thing. And also, maybe he, maybe he's not so concerned with things because he also had future great grandpappy Biff uh, come and give him a magic sports book. Speaking of old old uh, Biffs, I'm really sad that we didn't get like old lady Biff coming out and giving young <laughs> yeah. shit because there's so many scenes you where they're giving. Yeah, there's so many scenes where they're showing like the same actor playing off of themselves. I really wish there was like an old la- like the, an Eddie Murphy movie where right. they're playing all the characters yeah. and it's yeah. just angry make old lady Biff. Make sure you turn off the garage light, <laughs> you butthead. <laughs> old, old, strangely muscular grandma Biff. Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw... Uh... Good Lord, Biff's mom is 6'2". <laughs> she just discomp. You you zoom in and she's like pumping, pumping iron. iron. <laughs> but she you like reaches over head. and then she sits up and like does some knitting and then goes back to her set. Cigarette in her <laughs> Mouth the whole time. Yeah. I'm rubbing toes pump iron. <laughs> Aw, mom. That's why he's he's just laying off his frustration with his home life because his right. mom bullies him. <laughs> That's why he picks on those kids, steals their ball, and throws it on the roof. Yeah. God, he's an asshole. Mom, he is the worst. The only family where incest ain't cool back in 1955. <laughs> the only redeemable. Uh, quality to biff is that he is mortal and will eventually die (laughs) that's true yeah no that's that is jeez (laughs) when i first saw uh marty like wake up in biff's hotel Mm -hmm. and she was talking about his dagging him i thought that he was the son of biff like now he he, like become like he was still born from his mom and turned out to be basically the same guy he just had McBiff inside now. <laughs> but, but, but it I turned out to be the, the same jeans. Oh. He like looks in the mirror and he's like, I'm no different. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Tur- turns out his mom cheated on George with Biff way back in the day. He, he <sighs> does the he, he does the like look in the mirror and now he's played by the by same Biff? By Biff. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have to stop this. <laughs> it's Biffy McFly. <laughs> butthead. <laughs> Biffy McFly. I am the butthead. <laughs> Oh lord, oh, gosh, that was such a weird. That was such a weird modern. Oh, yeah, focusing on what's her face is boobs a lot. It felt. It felt like. I feel like, felt like a, that a was scene... a fake plastic thing she was wearing I'm, over her it's chest. Just like it's the fact that it was a thing yeah. was weird. Yeah, and and also also the scene where he wakes up. It's not like he's like, oh, I'm having to. Oh, it's hard not to look down at my mom's awesome rack. It's like he's having a conversation with her, and he's just like, "Mom, like, you're so zoned big. in," and she doesn't acknowledge. She like, doesn't acknowledge. Man, it at all. my kids sure do hit on me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't keep coming on to them like this. Gosh, these honkers really are a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Jeez, uh, it feels it feels like Biff's pleasure palace where he lives feels like it's a scene ripped out of like. 
PG Scarface. <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. It definitely is that. Like I, that's where they're going for. I kind of want to see more of it though, because we yeah. really only see like the lobby and then his personal. Rooms. I want to see all the other floors. Like, yeah. where's the yeah. orgy floor? <laughs> that's the uh, one that Brian wants to see. Yeah, I don't know that I want the I don't, gambling floors. I don't want to see Biff's harem personally. I feel like that's. <laughs> I just... mean, his choice of women seemed to be all right, other than uh, Butthead's mom. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's mostly that he ruined her. He, he fixed her boobles, but her—I mean, her face ends up bad ninety percent of the time. <laughs> Every time you see her older, jeez, Brian. They've given her no. They've intentionally given her unflattering face makeup. Yeah, not when They're it was like, like good future old mom. She was, she still, was still good future old mom. They're like, hey, we'll just put clumps of like she's still face a, goop she's on still your a chin drunk. here. She didn't look like she rolled in a vat of radioactive waste. She looks <laughs> like Biff took her on a tour of the radioactive waste manufacturing <laughs> plant. You like that, don't you? <sighs> Alright, final Jesus. things. Final yeah. things. My favorite part of this movie is uh, the different Biffs. Uh, the different Biffs are really fun. I like old Biff. Uh, What's like... Cowboy Biff called? Do you actually know? Uh, old Mad, Mad Dog, Dog Tannen. I'm... What's his first? Uh, he has to have a playoff of Biff uh, and Griff. McGriffy. I'll look it up while you guys. Okay. He's, Stiff. Uh, he, he, he invented the, the <laughs> McGriffle. Uh, the McGriffle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rich again. <laughs> Buford. It was Buford. No. No. Buford Mad Dog Tannen. They Is went that like with the B instead of the if? <laughs> maybe maybe it's like a Megal Gear I mean, thing to where uh, Margie or the doc says like, "Hey, you should really start changing your family, your generation's first name to something cooler with an if." <laughs> maybe Marty just like, or maybe Bit is short for Buford. Maybe uh, I don't that think would his name. Then what is Griff Gruford? <laughs> <laughs> it's a f- it's a shitty feature name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Gruford was one of the rejected Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got Kermit and Elmo and Big Bird and Gruford. <laughs> he lives in the alley and stabs you. <laughs> and we're Oscar gonna, watches. We're gonna tone him down <laughs> and, and go with himself. Oscar. Yeah, um, trash is still pretty bad. I guess my favorite part is is the different Biffs and Griffs. Um, uh, aside from them being murderous, rapists, megalomaniacs, <laughs> right? Like, obviously terrible, terrible characters. But what? What? Like, you can have an evil character be your favorite part of the movie. I know. Like, I know. Not, I, I wasn't just, assuming that you were like the caveat man. on there that I'm not just like pro murder. <laughs> I didn't think you were until you started really obviously denying that you were. Rick, I swear. I swear. I hate murder, Rick. I swear. <laughs> People if need you to murder me and steal Robin somehow, and then take Jamie and send him off to boarding school in Switzerland, he, I'll be he real did, mad at when you. When they were in high school, he did, like, spite promise to marry her. Like, I'm going to marry you one day. You could have. You knew her back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next time I come here to record, I'm just going to be like, hi, Rick. Hi, Robin. Hi, butthead. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Say hi to your at mom. Least, for me, <laughs> at least in this timeline... Jamie would be in a nice boarding school in Switzerland. Exactly. Be a nice one. You know what? I'd rather just be alive and have my son to raise, even yeah. if I can't send him to Switzerland for a boarding school. My favorite part of this movie is being anti-murder. <laughs> <laughs> Wink. <laughs> uh, my least favorite part is uh, is how separate the different pieces of the story feel from mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. They don't. F- they feel very incongruent, uh, and I'd I'd really prefer them to have made more of an effort to let them flow together a little better uh each time i think to it i i I brought it up already but i think specifically to the costume design Mm -hmm. because the costume design of marty specifically makes each different time feel incredibly distinct and separate from the other pieces of the story right um and I wish they'd done a better job with that. Overall, it's not even close to as good as the first one. But there's fun parts to it. Um, it makes me want to watch the third. Uh, yeah. Because they, they left yeah. it kind of open intentionally. I mean, the movie ends with a big to be concluded. Yeah. So I guess I'd give it um, three out of five uh, toxic waste manufacturing plants. Okay. <laughs> Brian? Uh. I think my least favorite part, if not the inconsistency of it, is that uh, Doc doesn't really do any genius stuff throughout no. these movies. I want him to 
like use crazy inventions and stuff. Yeah. Or it's like not bring a very them good inventor, them. though. Like no, he I only d- did the one thing yeah. that was working. That came Brandon, from that's a concussion. An incredible thing he did. Right. I still want to see failed. Exp- like, I made this grapple gun, and he fires it off, and it just goes into space, but it never stops. Like, <laughs> the rope comes off. Or, or like, it's a grapple gun, and he fires it, and it goes, and then just, like, the the end of the rope just shoots out as well. And so now he it's not attached to the gun at all. Right. It, it did grapple, like, though. <laughs> there it goes! <laughs> that, I, I wanted to be more like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Like, weird. They, they've got a bunch of weird shit in that house or something. Right. Uh, favorite part... Mm, I guess the the uh, costume design because I, I I like I like mm-hmm. future clothing and the future set and stuff, yeah. and, and I like when he dresses up as a Blues Brother for some reason. <laughs> oh gosh, I do too actually. But uh, what do you give it, Josh? I give it a three. It's three. fun enough, but it's not like spectacular. Yeah, I'll give it a three, and uh, no, I'll just I, I pretty much the same thing. I think. The best part of this movie is thinking about in con- uh, conjunction, 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 junction with uh, <laughs> your with function. the last movie. Yeah, <laughs> watch your function. So th- three out of what? Three out of five. Biff babies. <laughs> <laughs> I wish when Biff went back in time, he didn't just have a book of uh, lotteries and winning stuff from sports. I wish it was like Hot Tub Time Machine, to where he just like. He knew of successful stuff from the future and just recreated it. Like, <laughs> you made the book Bifford, the Big Red Dog. <laughs> <laughs> he actually did yeah. invent the, 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 the McBiffle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> A Biffle ball bat. Gosh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, that's my thing. He made IHOB. International House of Biff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Biffle House. It's still better than the inter- International House of Burgers. You can't do that. They can't do that. It's, instead of Wendy's, it's just Biffy's. Biffer Barrel. <laughs> is Biff with like the red <laughs> the wig red on. Yeah. Biffer Barrel. Bur- bur- cracker Biffer Cracker Biffer what, What's the name of the... Uh, burger Biff. There you go. What's the name of the burger place where it has the big boy outside with the burger Bob's on? Big, big Boy. boy. Yeah. It's Biff's Bob's Big Boy. Bi- Biff's Big Boy. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, a Biff that says, hello, butthead. <laughs> I've seen that one of those before. It's crap. It's big Biff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So my Taco favorite... <laughs> My favorite part of this movie is uh you can get yeah at Arby's you can get the biff and cheddar <laughs> <laughs> biff and cheese oh god sorry go on I'm going to piggyback off of what you said uh, Josh for my favorite thing only I'm going to expand it to all of the characters who uh, all the actors who play the same character over different years I ages yeah. and I thought you were going to expand it and be like except I'm expanding it because I do enjoy the murder <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the murder's great you know fuck George McFly I mean it is it, it is a good murder like yeah. as far as movie murders go you know yeah. it's kind of weird that Marty's girlfriend was even in this movie. It is. Uh, yeah, she was there yeah. for like a minute. It was yeah. literally just because she was there at the end of the previous movie. They had to explain it somehow, like yeah. what happens with her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so she's in it for like all I wish they'd like five better, minutes. I wish they'd like, oh, where we're going, we don't need roads. I uh, think, actually, I have some homework to do. Could you drop me off? Please? Why didn't okay, he just fine. have another? Why didn't he use his roofie machine on her and say it was all a dream? Before leaving. Yeah, no, exactly. 100%. Because they had to. Do something else because she was in the car when they flew away in the first one. But they, she didn't have to be. Put her down right there and put her in the back of no, Marie McFly's in, in mega at, truck. I, at the end of movie one, yes. she hops in. They zorp through the future. Oh yeah. I wish they just game. made her an actual character and like that's let it. her. Have oh yeah, that's that would have been the correct. Let her be reacting I mean, it, to all it, this it, along with Marty. It does. Maybe she, change... they found out she was a really bad actor. It does kind of <laughs> change the dynamic that is supposed to be there between Doc and Marty. Right. Right? Yeah. Not that it's a... Be- like, they could have had her, and okay, now it's a different kind of movie. Yeah. yeah. And also, it's like this a weird movie love triangle. didn't really do the relationship between no. Doc and Marty great. I think it did. Yeah. Eh, Doc kind of just sat around a bunch. Anyway, anyway we kind of got off to My favorite <laughs> thing about this movie <laughs> is uh, when they have the same actor playing this, uh, either the same character across different time periods or... Uh, different generations of the same family. Yeah. Because I loved seeing Marty McFly and Marty McFly Jr. like briefly uh, come across each other in, yeah. the, in the 80s bar. I love seeing Biff and all the different uh, time periods he's in. I love seeing, uh, and we even got this in the first movie too, like older and younger Lorraine and uh, George. Like 
they do such a great job with it. Mm-hmm, they right. p- picked great actors for the role. They had excellent uh, makeup and special effects for it. They like they. It is one of my favorite parts of the entire series, hands down. Least favorite parts. Uh, it's a bit of a toss up, but I'll be less pedantic and just say. Um, I think they just kind of overdid it just a little bit with the um, the two actors on the same uh, mm-hmm. screen. Like mm-hmm. they had great use for it. Like this is the movie to use it a lot in, and I think that they just were looking for opportunities to use it. And right. they already had so many. There was no point to it. You could have like cut out the one with the Marty crawling through the uh, uh, the lighting rig while other Marty is playing beneath him. Like yeah. that was. Pointless. We already knew where they both were. It is. No, I like that though. (laughs) No, it is pointless. But I also agree with you. Like, I think it's fun. Yeah, I I thought it was was a fun little adventure thing where he had to go like save himself from getting beaten up for the things that he did. Other him had did. Oh yeah, Yeah. no, no, no. I I have no problem with the actual setup of it. It just it kind of got old that they kept using the same effect. And we know they can do it. They've shown it many, many times. But this is using 3D when 3D is necessary. Yeah, like. You did it great. It looked great. This is a perfect movie for it. Please don't do it so much. The only one I really didn't like was when uh, Biff was tossing the magazine to the other Biff and it turned in like that That weird black cube from Superman. That (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that one got a little bit weird. That Uh, Lex's face got trapped into. Yeah. For the most part, they're very impressive. It's just, I would have liked to have seen fewer. Anyway, uh, this is, as we have all said, just a fun movie. Not as great as the first one, so I'll give it three and a half hoverboards out of five. Okay. So my least favorite thing about this movie is that it has to be the middle part of this trilogy because it Mm. it suffers a lot from that. Instead of being its own story, it feels like it is uh, trying to connect this movie and the next movie, which just, I think, holds it back in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Because of that, it can't be its own story. It can't have its own definitive ending. It's got to have this lead into a conclusion. Yeah. But at the same time... My favorite part of this is its serial nature, and that's sort of a necessity of the type of movie that it is as a a middle part. I really enjoy the fact that we get three separate uh, kind of short films that are leading into each other rapidly. Hmm. It feels like like it should end on Wild West. It does. That is weird. (laughs) It seems like it doesn't seem like it would be as bombastic as like the futuring, like. The weird 95 Mad right. Max style plays. <laughs> I, I can t- tend to agree with that. But at the same time, I do like the next movie a lot. So, yeah, sure. you know, I, I'm, I'm happy it goes there. Although I, I will talk about that more when we get there. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the fact that you have, like, kind of three episodes of a fun TV show that, with a really high budget for the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. you know, put into this movie. And mm-hmm. I think that the way that each you know, part of the timeline is handled is really distinct and fun in its own unique way. And so that really helps the adventurous nature of the events of this movie continue to feel fresh throughout the entire thing instead of never and never really get uh, tiring or, or, you know, like, oh, okay, we're doing this again. It's, yeah. it's always something new and in a new way. And I like the way that that plays out. Yeah. Um, so, Honestly, I think this movie is really good. It's just not as tight and well put together as the yeah. original. So uh, I'm going to give it four out of five hoverboards because it's just, I, I really enjoy this. Board. Oh, you did, did? hoverboard. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Biffer King. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving this movie. Does someone a else do almanacs? Pleasure Paradise. Does someone do almanacs? No. Oh. Okay. I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this movie four out of five uh, almanacs. Okay. So, oh no! You know what? Giant trucks of shit. That's what we get this movie. Four out of five giant Didn't trucks of shit on an asshole's one? head. Probably, Probably, but you know, yeah, but it deserves it. Yeah, twice. but we're redoing it in a fun new way. <laughs> yeah, this is from the a different version of it. Yeah, exactly. Instead of cow shit, it's horse shit. Yeah, hooray! There's Rick with a really bad fedora and leather jacket on in the background. Yeah. If you want to hear more of Rick with a weird hat and jacket on and a lot of horse shit, you can listen <laughs> to more of our episodes on our website, opinionatedpodcast.com. Additionally, we're on social media at OpinionCast on Twitter and Opinionated Podcast on Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, OpinionatedMovieReviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating on iTunes or Spotify. Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're Opinionated.